Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Guys with Feelings podcast, where two guys discuss the ideas, influences, epiphanies, and yes, the feelings that make them better men. My name is Jamin Yee. And I'm Gabe Rose. And for today's show, we're going to do a deep dive into everyone's favorite topic, relationships. And specifically, we're going to be doing a deep dive into one particular relationship. And to help us, we're bringing on a very special guest with feelings. She's a corporate lawyer turned interior designer, the hidden mastermind behind our podcast, and also happens to be Gabe's life partner in crime, Sarah Resmontpour Rose. Sarah, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. That is the nicest introduction I've ever gotten in my life. Yeah, wow. I, spent, I spent a lot of time just crafting it perfectly. <laughs> After everything you've given the podcast, you deserve like at least an A minus intro. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I feel seen. <laughs> yeah, for our listeners, uh, you might not know this, but Sarah really is the brains behind Guys with Feelings. Um, she helped come up with our name on most of our episodes. She's usually like, don't do that. Yeah. Put that in there. Like she's always <laughs> guiding us and her advice is always hundred percent spot on. So <laughs> Aww, thanks guys. How's it, how's it feel to be a um, long time listener, first time caller? Um, I feel moved, honored, excited a little nervous mm, good things yeah mostly i'm i'm treating it like you know we're just hanging out in the living room having a conversation like we've done millions of times until three in the morning <laughs> exactly and we're just gonna have that same conversation but in the afternoon and with a few listeners out there so yeah hey. <laughs> should be nice and easy um Awesome. Well, yeah, let's let's just get right into it. Um, so Gabe and Sarah are, are I, I think, just have a beautiful, amazing relationship that I really look up to. Um, I've been around a lot of relationships in my day. And, and in your 31 some, years. In my 32 years. Oh, 32. Much, yeah. I, dude, I forgot I'm here <laughs> behind you now. Indeed. Um, and yeah, I think... There's something special about how you two approach partnership, and it's always inspired me. And it's not just in the way you two love and play and create together, but also in how you handle the lows and conflict and the struggles. And you guys have personally been a model for me and the type of partnership I want to create in my life. And I thought, you know, it'd be a nice special gift to kind of share your relationship and the story of you guys and the lessons you've learned with our audience. So, yeah, I'm really stoked to have both you guys here diving deep into this. And uh, so sweet. We're, we're now thoroughly embarrassed. So. <laughs> well, Perfect. I'm not embarrassed. I think that's so sweet. My heart is full. I'm very happy. Yeah, every, <laughs> every word of it is true. And uh, yeah, so, you know, let's let's start with the beginning. Um, well, you two started dating six years ago and are now a little over into a year into your into your marriage. Um but I want to hear about the, yeah, the meeting. Like, how did you guys meet? What's the Gabe and Sarah story in a nutshell? Yeah. So um, it was back when I was working um, in big law and um, a friend of mine from law school was a friend of Gabe's from college. And she and I worked at the same firm. And I was just talking to her one day and telling her how, dating was not going well for me. And I just like kept putting myself out there and kept not connecting with anyone. And that I was just going to take a break from dating for a while because 
it just kind of hurt too much to keep putting myself mm. out there and not, I don't know, making a connection, you know? Yeah. So um, she's listening to me. And then she goes, I want you to meet my friend Gabe. And I was like, bitch, did you hear anything I just said? <laughs> 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 and she was like, no, 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 like not to date, just like platonically. Because at the time I'd been, um, I'd gone on like, maybe two or three first dates with um some guys that were jewish like in the persian la jewish community and mm-hmm. because i'm half jewish half muslim my mom's muslim and my dad's jewish um i kept running into this thing where they'd be like oh well you're not fully jewish like your mom's not jewish so you're not jewish you never converted so mm. um you know and i need to marry someone that's jewish and it was really weird because that's a part of me that i love and it it was hurtful to kind of keep facing that um, rejection, I guess, yeah. based on something that I thought was so cool and unique and lovely about myself. So um, she was like, I want you to meet Gabe because he's Jewish, but like his approach to Judaism is really chill. And I think that would just be kind of, she didn't use this word, but like restorative for mm. you. And she's like, plus he's my friend and he lives in LA and you live in LA at the time. This friend of ours lived in San Francisco. And it would just be cool for, like, my friend worlds to meet. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And I didn't really, like, give it much thought. But I guess she had also talked to Gabe. And um, I don't know if you want to tell, like, your side of that. Yeah, I mean, my side of that. So I think from there, so I texted you. We went and got ice cream. And it was nice. Like, one of the things I really liked about how we started was – because um, I was given very explicit instructions that this was not a date and this was <laughs> not a setup. Like we were really able to go into our first hangout with, I think, more like lightness. I mean, mm-hmm. I really was just approaching it. Um, it's like, oh, this could be a cool person to meet, and we like really hit it off just as people. I think, um, and you know, there was some I think romantic chemistry always there from the outset, but at least explicitly for us, we just, I think both like, like spending time together and wanted to spend more time together after we went to Ben and Jerry's the first time. (laughs) Um, And we were probably sort of became friends for two months and then became more than friends. We dated and had this really amazing relationship for six months, then wound up breaking up for six months, then got back together and have been together ever since got married a little over a year ago. And and I just want to add that Ben and Jerry's date, um, Although, yes, we both went into it being like, oh, this is going to be just a platonic thing. There was. There was a little bit of like, oh, I wonder if this could be more than that, you know? But as soon as Gabe said something about like what year he graduated college, I was like doing the math in my head. And I was like, wait a minute. He's like four or five years younger than me. Okay. (laughs) Any thoughts about like us dating were now definitely like laid to rest because I was like, we're in such different chapters of our lives and, you know, yeah. And that definitely took the pressure off. And I think let us um, kind of connect in a way that um, if we had gone into it thinking like this may be somebody I'm going to date, it may not have been as organic or Yeah, I was 25, Sarah was 29, for context. (laughs) Wow. Cradle robber, Sarah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think for a lot of women that are, like, near 30 or in the 30s, there is. There's, like, a thing where you feel, whether you um, subscribe to sort of, like, societal norms or not, there's just Mm -hmm. this, like, 
low level pressure around you to like kind of be thinking about being in a serious relationship and sort of settling down. And so I definitely felt that. Um, it's not that I wanted to, but I did. Right. And right. so I thought like I needed to be dating somebody that was like closer in age to me or older than me. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. And did that, so Gabe mentioned that, you know, six months in, you guys ended up having a breakup. Mm -hmm. uh, did that play a role in, in the breakup at all, the age difference? Yeah, I think so. I mean, so the best way I can describe it was I was sort of putting a bunch of projections onto Gabe and onto our relationship. Like I thought, oh yeah, like, you know, if I want to be in a serious relationship, I need to be with somebody that's like my age or older. And I had some like cultural stuff. Like I always sort of imagined myself ending up with somebody who's Persian like me. Mm. Um, and Gabe wasn't Persian, you know, and even though he like showed every sign of like interest in learning about the culture and stuff like that. And so I just projected a lot of stuff onto Gabe that I had not resolved within myself. Mm -hmm. And I think those things led to the breakup, like thinking we weren't going to work out because of our age difference. Um, when Gabe showed more emotional availability and maturity and intelligence than people I had dated that were much older than me. Um, mm. you know, and I think you had this fear, right? Oh, I'll invest years in this relationship. It won't work out in terms of marriage. And then I'll be in like my mid thirties, starting over. I want to have kids. Like it was a lot of that. Right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And the relationship I was in before, um, was pretty serious. I, I lived with, you know, my significant other at the time I thought we were going to get married and that didn't work out and it was very painful. So I went into yeah. the relationship with Gabe with a lot of that fear still. Mm. Um, even though, like I said, he did nothing to warrant that fear. It was all projections uh, of stuff that was going on inside of me that I was putting on to him. Right, right. So how did how did you guys move forward from that point? And how did the breakup, you know, play a role in creating the relationship you guys have now? Yeah, I mean, I think it, I'm always really, I mean, I didn't feel this way at the time, but in retrospect, really grateful for the breakup. I mean, we needed, it needed to happen. Otherwise, it wouldn't have happened. Um, and I uh, personally have a big belief with breakups that it's, I mean, obviously every situation is unique and everybody's different. But for me personally, if I break up with someone, I want to have some sort of any sort of relationship, like small R relationship with them in the future. I feel like it's really important to have an actual break and take time off. Um, mm -hmm. I just, it's just too, for me personally. And I, I think most people, um, it's just too raw to try to then transition into some other sort of friendship, like right yeah. after it's just too, right. there's too much, there's too many triggers. There's too much sadness. There's too much, right. Um, going on there. Yeah, so you, you I can't was, let the wound heal if you keep picking at it, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and so it was really important to me that we not, we just totally go our separate ways, not because I didn't want to have, but because I was hopeful that Sarah could be someone that was in my life in some way over like the medium long term. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't have any expectations we'd get back together. Um, but I was certainly interested in that if it wound up coming about. Mm -hmm. Um, it was really important to me that we have just a clean break. So we didn't talk for six months um, oh, wow. at all. We didn't talk. We didn't text. We didn't see each other. We just like totally were. No Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Just like totally yeah. made. I was like really important to me that we'd sort of be invisible to each other. Um, 
And then, yeah, one day, uh, Sarah, I think you just called me out of the blue. Yeah, so right. I had um, gone on a hike with a few mutual friends. And one of the mutual friends said, so are you going to go to Burning Man this year? And I just said to her, you know, Burning Man, I just associate that so much with Gabe because he's the person who took me there the first mm. time. And, you know, we're broken up. We're not talking really. And I, I just don't know. And it that was the first thing that really, like, made me question, okay, so I get that we weren't supposed to be talking and all that and let the wound heal, you know, but how mm. much time needs to pass before we can try and sort of be in each other's lives in a platonic way or some, you know, just kind mm -hmm. of checking in once in a while. And um, it really made me uh, miss having Gabe's presence in my life. And at the time, I, I did was not thinking, oh, I'd love to get back together with Gabe. I was mm -hmm. just like, I miss his presence in my life. And so, yeah, I ended up calling Gabe and telling him, hey, just was thinking of you and wanted to let you know. I don't know if it's like okay to be reaching out, but here I am. And and then he called me back and I think we talked for like four hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a long conversation. But I think like, and like really importantly, so you dated someone else during that time period that sort of yeah. checked the boxes that I hadn't checked that you had felt like were missing in terms of like age and culture um, and I think like that sort of we both really used that separate time to go on our own journeys that led us to be like when at the time we sort of got back in touch and then got back together, I had the sense that you had really resolved. I mean, maybe you didn't realize it right the first time you called me, but like the reason we were able to pretty quickly get back together once we started talking again is you had really worked through a lot of those questions and issues that you had that you, I don't think you would have been able to work through without the breakup. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this other person that I dated very briefly, like Gabe said, like kind of checked those boxes, like was my age, was Persian. And even though like our first language was the same, we didn't actually speak the same language. It became very clear to me that like Gabe and I were able to um, kind of like connect and speak each other's emotional language in a way that I had not experienced with anyone else in my life. Mm. And um, I think that was part of m me starting to realize what an amazing thing it is when you find someone that you can speak the same emotional language with and that you um, can connect with in such a deep way, you know, regardless of the, the check boxes that you think you need to right. check. Yeah. Right. And I could just, uh, that's it. I can just imagine a universe where we had, because when we broke up, we still like had so much love for each other. It was yeah. a really hard thing. And I could imagine a universe in which we like just didn't try to not break up or we tried to like really cling or hold on or make it work. Or you tried harder to like force yourself to be okay with my age and background. And I just think that that would have led to a much worse place than where we landed. I just think totally. our like, I'm so grateful that we were willing to just let it go and it just mm. felt like it was too hard and just even though there was so much that was amazing about it um and i just like for me there's a lot of a lot of important lessons there yeah right. and i think the the you know version one of our relationship before the breakup um i think that because i was struggling with a lot of those things inside of myself i would i would do these like not very kind things where i would say to gabe like you know, I, I just need some space and I couldn't totally explain why. And I am sort of an introvert and I do need downtime, but 
I could tell I was trying to like create distance between mm. us. And I think more of that would have happened. And, you know, after the breakup and once we started talking again and eventually like started testing out the idea of us getting back together, um, Gabe rightfully was a little distrustful or fearful. Maybe I don't, I, I don't want to speak for you, but, and it was really good because I had to be very sure of my intentions mm. this time around, because I was not going to risk, you know, walking into this new version of our relationship being unsure. Like I mm -hmm. really had to check myself and all of those projections and all of that stuff um, mm -hmm. and make sure I was going into this with really, really clear and like loving intentions to make it work. Yeah. And it was uh, good. It was good for me to like kind of fight to you know, yeah. regain yeah. Fight that Fight for your love. And, yeah. Yeah. No, that's beautiful. Uh, one of the things I really love about the story of how you guys got together and broke up and got together again um, is I feel like, you know, there's some interesting lessons there about what we think we want and need and what we actually want and need, you know, and partnerships and romance. And I think so many of us are familiar with that checklist in our heads, but, but if you're actually like paying attention, the, the checklist and, and the actual chemistry you have with someone oftentimes just don't correlate, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I think in our culture where we, put so much pressure on the checklist and on fitting certain boxes. Sometimes it can be, it can be hard to trust that chemistry we feel um, and, and, and to trust that over what everyone else is telling us we should be looking for. And totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. And I also love that the path you guys took with it was, you know, was, was not the standard quote unquote path and that, and that I love that breaking up and having those six months apart is like an essential part of you guys' story and something that almost sounds like you guys uh, look back on with a lot of fondness, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't didn't feel awesome at the time, but, but I, I'm I'm very fond of what it gave us. I think, right. per your point, my my least favorite um, question about relationships that people ask all the time is, "What's your type?" I just like <laughs> I just don't understand it. I just don't. Uh, I don't want to say there's like no value in that question, but I just don't, I don't, I just, I, I've never personally felt like I could have a type. Like how do I categorize like the type of person I connect with? Um, right. Maybe that's a useful question for other people. But for me, it just, honestly, it's just never made sense as a question. My type is amazing chemistry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just the best. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard. It's, it's one of those things like all really, deep special sacred wonderful things are very hard to describe right mm -hmm. like love is very hard to describe like you know one's spiritual practice or or things like that are very hard to describe because they're not tangible and so i think it's just our human and our imperfect way of trying to um embody what love means for us in a human form like oh i like tall people or I like, you know, whatever. It's, it, it's, it's a very imperfect way of trying to manifest that in the physical realm. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Agree 100%. And, um, so yeah, so that, that was, you know, the beginning of you guys. And I, now I want to fast forward a little bit and it is now you guys are, you know, a little over a year into your marriage together um, what has that been like? What has the first year of marriage been like? And has that been different from your previous five years together? Um, I would say the first year of marriage 
Um, yeah, I mean, of course it's a little bit different because we're married now, right? Like it really feeling like you're like a family unit being, um, surrounded by our chosen family, you, Jamin, you know, our entire community of amazing friends, mm-hmm. like, um, you married us at Burning Man, um, and <laughs> we were held in this beautiful circle of love and, and sort of witnessed by everyone. And I think that that is a feeling that you just can't describe like just having, and then, and then we had a, you know, sort of regular, regular wedding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. where we were surrounded by our family members and more friends and, um, just having so much positive energy and intention and love and prayer directed at you is a feeling that is like indescribable. Yeah. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that I'd say most things haven't changed. I mean, we moved in together like a year before we got married. So that was a shift, um, for a bunch of reasons. I'd say I feel like most things didn't change for me when we got married. A few things did for sure. Um, I think my relationship with Sarah's family, like with her parents, probably like has been shifted and continues to shift a lot. I just feel a lot more like part of the family in, mm-hmm. in a really deep, meaningful way, which is really beautiful. Um, there's other logistical stuff, like like finances is like something yeah. we didn't really talk about before we got married, and it's been something that's been... No, we um, talked about it before we got married. Okay, so yeah. but like, but we we didn't like merge sort of our finances. Right. Like we didn't like mm. budget together in the same way. Um, like there's been like that's been something that's been like interesting and challenging at times. Um, I agree. Like the wedding, the process of getting married was actually more wonderful and beautiful than I could have imagined. It was yeah. really hmm. really amazing. Um, I'd say for the most part, you know, it's like, it's like a label that in some ways matters a tremendous amount. And then in other ways, you know, it's, it's a label. Yeah, I I agree. I think the label is, is a little bit less like the important thing, but just like that process of, you know, getting married at Burning Man and getting married at Tree People and, and, and being surrounded by this community, that was like a high that I feel like sustained me at least and us, I would say for quite a while. Um, because it's this opportunity where you call your community in and everyone shows up to, you know, in different ways. And then if you put a little bit of effort, you can sustain that. Like you can keep your community close to you because Mm -hmm. they've already done the work of coming close. Like friends that you haven't talked to in like a year or two that showed up, you know, it's like afterwards you can text and say, oh my gosh, it was so great to see you. Here are some photos, you know, what's going on with you? It gives you this like opportunity to kind of strengthen other connections that you Mm -hmm. have and, and show up with your partner and say like, Hey, this person's coming into the fold now too, you know? And, um, like my favorite memory of our wedding night is that, um, we all, the wedding was at my parents' house. And after, you know, most of the guests went home, a bunch of our friends just like hung out and slept over. We all slept in my bedroom at my parents' house, you know, <laughs> like it was so much fun. And, and to me, that's what, um, this first year of marriage, if I had to like think of an image, I would think of that image, you know, um, mm-hmm. or of us at Burning Man kind of standing in the middle of that circle. Um, it just feels like, we entered um, as a unit into this community that we've built together. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like from hearing you talk that community 
and our community and, and the people, family, friends around you has actually been like a strong foundation for for your guys' relationship. A hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. We wouldn't we wouldn't be who we are together if not for our like really amazing, pretty tight knit community of friends. And yeah. that's yeah. That's like, you know, we all feel like when things go right in our life, it can be so easy to like feel like, oh, like I did this for myself. I'm I found an amazing partner. Like we have an amazing marriage. And obviously, like I guess we individually and together deserve like some quote unquote credit for that. But like <laughs> it's it's really important, I think, to both of us to remember that like without our broader circle of of amazing friends, we, we wouldn't we wouldn't have what we have. And we're really grateful for that. Yeah. And I think it's it's a lot also about um kind of thinking about who the the members of your community are so like you know a lot of our friends are not married right so Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily like a community of people that we're like in the same phase of life as necessarily it's just like a community of people who value the same things that we do and we sort of like share our growth processes as individuals and as a couple together right like Mm -hmm. with our community And I think the same thing, like, you know, we both are um, really value therapy. And I think that was kind of, that was big for us even before we got married. And I think really big for us after. And I consider therapy or a therapist or a, you know, whatever you want to call it, a counselor or a guide um, as being a really important part of um, our individual lives and our, our larger community because you sometimes need someone that's like a little bit removed from your um, everyday day-to-day life. Like even our friends who love us so much may not see certain things that somebody like a therapist is able to see and point out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's helped us tremendously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up as everyone on this show knows by now, I'm a huge fan of therapy. <laughs> we all are here. Same. And when I think of you guys' relationship, you know, one of the things I think about, I almost see you guys as like, oh, this is the evolved kind of partnership I'm talking about. You know, one of the things, you know, you both have your therapists and you're both doing your own inner work. And then you also come together and I feel like share your inner work with each other. And then which also, you know, kind of, kind of multiplies and, and gets shared between you two. Um, could you talk a little bit about like how therapy, you know, has influenced your guys' relationship, you know, both as individual units, but then also as a, as a unit together? Yeah. I mean, I think that something that's become incredibly obvious to me over the course of our relationship that I think was less obvious to me in previous relationships when I was younger is that, you know, we can only be as good together as we are individually. And like when there's times when one of us is feeling, you know, in a real rut or feeling really mm-hmm. stuck or as any sort of extended down period, it really affects the relationship in a really significant way. Um, and so, um, you know, it's, I think for us, I, I'm, I think we're both really clear on the fact that for us to really continue to grow and evolve and build our relationship as we want to and are going to do, we need to continue to grow and evolve and build ourselves. And so like, therapy and all other sort of like internal work that we do is like a, it's a necessary prerequisite for the relationship continuing to be what we want it to be i think like this um talked in like a recent previous episode about sort of my decision to go start seeing someone this last year which was uh, a really really good decision for me and one of the things i think i didn't say in that is like one of the bigger catalysts was 
I just really like I was sort of stuck for a good portion of last year. And at one point I realized I was frustrated with that and sort of thinking, okay, I want to do something about that. But really the the biggest nudge was probably realizing that it was it my stuckness was really having a drag on the relationship. And it was really this extra mm-hmm. nudge. Where I was like, oh, even if I was willing to just like deal with this and sit with this and sort of feel like unhappy for a while, I could do that on my own and that's fine. But I just wasn't willing to let that keep dragging our relationship and like dragging Sarah down. And that was, um, I think like the recognition of the connection between like where I was and where we could be as a couple was something that really, um, in that moment provided extra fuel for me to sort of do harder work rather than sort of take easier paths. And I think that's something that, um, like in general is, is probably true for both of us. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, I think, um, you know, one of the things that, just floored me when I first met Gabe was I shared with him some of like the parts of myself that I felt the most embarrassed and ashamed of. And, Mm. you know, um, like feelings of like unworthiness from my previous relationship and just talking Mm. about how hurt and broken I felt after that. And he just stared at me and said, that is so beautiful that you can be so like brave and vulnerable. Mm. And I was like, what you know and we just I, I who is this man who is he i mean i i used to not be able to get through that sentence without crying because it was mm. the first time in my life that anyone had called those parts of me beautiful and and that process has never stopped in our relationship like we just keep on peeling back these layers and looking deeper and deeper into ourselves as individuals and each other as a couple and like saying that's beautiful what's in there you know like there's Mm. nothing in you that i can't accept or i can't try and understand i may not get it right off the bat but i'm willing to right Mm -hmm. i'm willing to like come to the table i'm willing to try and understand and um i think that therapy is just I, i don't know one of the most important tools to do that because Sometimes we don't know how to meet that person in that place, right? Like it, it helps to have a little bit of a guide and it helps to say, okay, let's, let's, um, do this in chunks, you know, like mm-hmm. bite-sized pieces. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it just feels like this, this process of, um, kind of growing as individuals and then, um, also growing as a couple, and, um, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of yeah. the end of my thought. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, that's a wonderful thought and great end. Um, I guess, yeah, one thing I'm also curious about, have you ever explored the idea of something like couples therapy or things like that? I wonder if that ever came up in your therapy journeys. Totally. Yeah. So we, um, we will occasionally, uh, go see Ellie, who's Sarah's therapist slash I don't know, spirit spiritual guide. guide yeah sure. <laughs> therapist like just seems spiritual. like not the right label for right. Ellie, um <laughs> who's wonderful and amazing and so we um i think we first went to see her when we were thinking about being thinking about getting engaged but we're struggling a bit on timeline we didn't have exactly the same uh <laughs> timeline in mind for that uh sarah and i and we just you know i think in general something that that we both love about our relationship is our, our communication, our like patience and 
uh, ability to work through hard conversations and conflict. I think that's one of our, I consider it a core strength of ours. Mm. And with that conversation, we just, we just got really, really stuck. We just, we were, we were really not, we were just having the same difficult conversation over and over again and just really not able to, it got to a point where it just wasn't moving at all. It was just Mm -hmm. looping over and over and wasn't making any progress. And so um, we decided to go see Ellie together. Sarah had been seeing Ellie for years individually. And I just loved Ellie from everything Sarah would come home and say about her. So I was like, yeah, let's go see Ellie together. See Ellie together uh, for the first time around that. And it was incredibly helpful. And so now... We just have this muscle memory where any time happens, maybe, I don't know, like once or twice a year over the last three years, or like any time we hit a really tough, like gnarly issue like that, that we just, Mm -hmm. we just like ultimately, like we're like a month or two having the same conversation. We just can't sort of work through together Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. We're just like, oh. Let's go see Ellie. Yeah. And it's just like, it's not like we go once and she's like, tells us the answer, but it's just bringing a third person into the room. Who's really mm. good. Who can, who can really, who we both really trust, um, who can help like pro poke and prod and like help us to help both of us to see things from a different perspective has just been like tremendously, tremendously important. I think to our health and evolution and happiness as a couple. I agree a thousand percent. I think that, um, you know, Gabe and I maybe didn't follow what most people think is like some sort of a rule in terms of individual therapists and um, couples therapists being different people. Um, You know, I think most people think that they each person in the couple should have their own therapist and then have a third therapist, which would be the couples therapist. But in our case, um, we went and we saw Ellie. And that was because Gabe, who was in the position of someone who might feel like like, uh, Sarah and Ellie sort of have this established relationship and Mm -hmm. I'm walking into it, was very down to walk into that because Ellie was so instrumental in helping me work through some of those projections that I was talking about that were sort of um, stumbling blocks to our relationship succeeding Mm -hmm. um, the first time that we got together. And I shared that with Gabe. So he knew that Ellie was yeah. on team Gabe. <laughs> I just trusted her. Not just because right. she's not, but I just, she just from everything I heard sounded like a tremendously wise person. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so I think that just putting that out there for people who may have an individual therapist that also does couples therapy that they think, you know, if their partner is down, like explore that because your therapist already knows you and sort of like, you don't have to start all over again, but mm. that also may not work for some people. So. Cool. Yeah. And I just, uh, I mean, just to underscore the point, I mean, I think I'm, I think Sarah and I have an amazing relationship. Like I couldn't be happier with our relationship. Mm -hmm. And I still think couples counseling is tremendously important for us. And I think Mm -hmm. it's just like individual therapy. I think we have this like simple cultural story that, oh, it's just if you're as a couple, if you're sort of broken or challenged or something's Mm -hmm. like really wrong or in the verge of breaking up and you go to couples counseling to figure it out. I just... Mm -hmm. I very strongly disagree with that, whatever that is, a stereotype or a sort of like trope around couples counseling. I just, I, all I have is my own personal experience and, and it's been tremendously valuable for us just at different points throughout our journey. Yeah. Um, it makes me so sad when I hear people say that they'll be like, oh, they're not even, you know, engaged yet and they're already going to therapist. Psh, not going to work. Yeah. Is not going to work. And it's, <laughs> it's so sad because 
that stigma or whatever that is, that judgment gets in the way of you experiencing a connection that is so much more deep, not just to yourself, mm-hmm. but with your partner, mm-hmm. you know? And I just wish for everyone that they can, um, have that sort of space free of judgment so that they can deepen their knowledge of self and of their partner. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe flip that idea, right? That, that only unhealthy people go to therapy or unhealthy couples. And, and from what I've seen, I think the healthiest people and the healthiest couples take advantage (laughs) of therapy, you know, the same way we take advantage of, you know, eating healthy or going to the gym and taking care of ourselves. To me, it's almost like just another aspect of like, uh, almost like an internal, like emotional hygiene, you know, like, yeah, but, ah, that's, that's beautiful. I, I love hearing that. Um, yeah. So, you know, it makes me, it makes me wonder, um, you got, you were mentioning that you really love your guys' relationship and, I would say, I'm curious, like, what would each of you say are maybe the strongest one or two aspects that you really appreciate about you guys' partnership? Ooh. <laughs> um. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> well, I love how non-conventional our relationship is. Um, I think that, you know, like the story of us, dating breaking up getting back together and Mm -hmm. ending up together like that's kind of fun and funky or like age difference whatever Mm um and just the way we do things like the fact that we went to burning man you know a few days before our wedding like everybody (laughs) was like that's crazy but um and and like parts of our ceremony and our wedding that was not at burning man like we were very intentional about building and wanted Um, those parts to reflect us and, you know, having the people that were holding up the chuppah and having our friends, you know, kind of start the procession out as this like party. Everything was very us. And um, I just, I really like that. I think we have approached our relationship less from a place of like, here's the formula, let's follow the formula. Mm -hmm. And instead, like, what do we want this to be? What do we want to create together? And not having any sort of a roadmap, which can be scary sometimes, right? Because you don't have like um, a point of reference to Mm -hmm. be like, are we on track, you know? But I think it's beautiful and very unique. Yeah, I think that's, um, I think the reason that works for us is, in my view, I think we like really strongly share a few, I don't know if like values is the right word for them, but just a few like aspects of sort of like who we are, who we feel like we are at our mm-hmm. core that like allows us to really click and, um, and like connect and provides all this gravity between us. I think like some of the things you were saying, you know, our sense of like joy and playfulness and silliness um and exploration together i think the way that we both really value our inner journeys and sort of then the merging of those inner journeys to build a collective journey um i just think there's so much that we have a lot of gravity that pulls us towards each other and then uh i think for me the thing that really makes it work is the combination and the tension between that gravity and then our differences um <laughs> and then <laughs> sarah knows that i feel this way i just feel like we're very we're similar in all these very sort of core sort of innermost layers of the onion way mm-hmm. but then we're really different in all these like interesting and important ways too um 
Sarah is sort of very internal and spiritual and I'm very sort of external and intellectual and logical. <laughs> and um, we just have like very different frameworks that we look at a lot of things in the world. And um, there's times that causes conflict and is hard. Um, but I, I think it's just for me, it's what adds such richness to our relationship and the fact that I can every day be with someone that um, has just a different perspective than me. And I can, mm-hmm. any issue we're talking about, um, she's going to come at it from a different angle and just like the opportunities, I think for both of us for just learning and growth. Um, it just keeps everything very interesting. Yeah. Um, in a way that I think for me is, is really beautiful and dynamic, um, and fun. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, sorry, you're going to say something. I was just going to say, I I love Gabe's perspective on that. I think I am definitely learning to see it more that way as like, you know, our differences. And Jamin, you know this, like we're (laughs) like you and I, Jamin and I, I think are, are both similar in the, in very, in the sense that we're kind of like intuition based is the best word that I can. I'm becoming more intuition based. Yeah. I would yeah, say, you know, true. I'm somewhere you, in between the two of you guys. A little you bit. are. Yeah. I just, I just remember you and Gabe love like the optimizing research stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, About hyper rationalization, logical problem solving kind of, kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 And, and, um, but I think Gabe is right. It, it is super cool. There are tons of ways that I've seen myself like grow and stretch to include more things that Gabe embodies and that I don't inherently embody. And it's nice. It's cool to like notice differences in yourself and be like, Oh, that wasn't there before. And I know why it's there now. Cause <laughs> mm. somebody I love and admire embodies that. And, um, I've absorbed it, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. And just knowing both of you guys, like I've seen over the years, how you guys have, have learned and um, yeah, and kind of like adapted and like brought in characteristics and qualities from the other. And it's, it's really beautiful to see that. Um, mm-hmm. But now I'm kind of curious and maybe you already answered this, but kind of on the flip side of that, um, you know, what are one or two areas, you know, in which you guys feel like you struggle the most or have kind of difficulties, you know, as a couple. Um, so you know, just like with every strength, the flip side of it is a weakness, right? Or, <laughs> right. And so, um, again, I'll just come back to that, like me being sort of intuition and sort of spirit based and Gabe being more intellectual and logic based, mm. um, sometimes does create tension for us, you know, um, like in 2017, I was trying to make this big career transition and transition out of, um, being a full-time lawyer and do something more in the creative space, specifically interior design related. Mm -hmm. And, um, Gabe was tremendously supportive in every way possible in that transition and was bearing, you know, a huge financial weight and, um, had opinions about how I could, optimize my search right (laughs) and i was so resistant Mm. because i was like that's how you would do it that's not how i would do it and i want to do it this way you know Mm. and um gabe loves spreadsheets and (laughs) (laughs) and uh you know 
if it was up to me, I would never have a spreadsheet. I would never like track which jobs I apply to <laughs> and keep track. Like that would feel stressful to me normally. But um, because of all of the things, right? Like money stuff coming into play. Like there was tension between us in our marriage. It was like our first year of marriage. So there, like Gabe said, like finances were intermingled in this new way mm-hmm. and all that. Um, we, this was one of those things where we just kept hitting a wall. And so we ended up going to see Ellie and talking mm-hmm. about it. And um, I, again, was made aware of all of these projections that I was putting on to Gabe. Like, um, he was sharing with Ellie that he's, he was really happy to see me, you know, casting a wider net, sort of listening to some of the feedback he had given me about not just applying to, like, the jobs that my intuition said mm. would be perfect for me, which, by the way, I ended up getting the one and only job that I wanted to get. <laughs> <laughs> But along the way, you know, I applied to a bunch of different jobs and honed these really important skills that readied me Mm. so that when my one dream job, the one that I wanted from the beginning and ended up getting came about, when that opportunity came about, I was ready, Mm. right? And um, yeah, I just think – so we were in this one session with Ellie and Gabe was sharing how happy he was to see me. This was before I got the job. He was saying, I'm so happy to see Sarah like doing this and I feel like she's not stuck anymore and she's making progress and I'm so happy for her. And if she just keeps kind of doing this, like that's the most I could ask for. I'd be super happy. And I'm like sitting there with my arms crossed, rolling (laughs) my eyes. And I'm like, that's what he says. But actually he's pissed off because I haven't found a job yet. And so Ellie looks at Gabe and she's like, is that true? And he was like, no. And I was like, yeah, that's what he says. But he actually, and I just, it was, it's like embarrassing to say it a little bit now, but like also funny because I was so unaware of the fact that that was actually how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. I was sort of feeling a little bit down on myself that I hadn't made that transition yet. Mm-hmm. And I was projecting that onto Gabe. And so anyway, um, I think that being like that was a really wonderful lesson for us in the sense that if we sort of merge our two ways of approaching something both the intuitional and the logical rational with like measurable you know progress and metrics (laughs) and all that um something really beautiful can happen and that's not to say that now i just every single time i'm like oh here's a dash of intuition and a dash of logic (laughs) no i still have a lot of resistance sometimes but Mm. It every time it's going to get less and less because I have more opportunities to refer back to and be like, oh, wait, but remember when you guys like combined forces and something really beautiful happened? Like maybe try that again, you know? <laughs> yeah, awesome. I, I think that um, I agree with Sarah that our, in my view, one of our greatest strengths, which is our differences are also probably our biggest challenge a lot of the times. I think there's just, so there's times when things when things are easy and fun and light, our differences like are so beautiful and add so much texture and, and mm-hmm. interesting dynamic elements to the relationship. And then when things are hard, it, it sort of magnifies the hardness, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and we just encounter things around training our dog, who's been a very challenging dog to have, <laughs> or like timelines for getting engaged or getting married, or stuff around finances. We just like will run up into these we run into some of these challenges that really require a lot of 
collaboration and getting on the same page mm-hmm. um sometimes we'll run into like or oftentimes it will just be surface that we're even thinking about the problem not to mention the solutions in entirely different ways mm-hmm. or the level of importance that we're putting on it is entirely different i mean when like we're like getting engaged and married i'm you know i'm like very um I try to be like very focused and strategic with like money. I have so many spreadsheets and Sarah's like, what's a 401k? And I'm like, Oh God, like, <laughs> you know, it's like there's things that like when you're not like f- making those decisions together, it's just sort of funny. Ha ha. Like yeah. we're different. And then when you need to make these decisions together mm. that feel to one of us or both of us tremendously important and weighty, um, it can be less fun, <laughs> but, um, but that's just the work. I mean, my own personal belief from my personal experience of my 31 years, uh, in the world is like, I just think relationships need, I think people need to be a certain amount of different. And so to make it work, that's just like that tension is beautiful, but also that's, that's the work of, um, I think most healthy relationships is finding ways to, to bridge those differences over and over and over again in all these mm. different contexts. And each time maybe it gets a little easier, but it never, that challenge never goes away. Right. Yeah. And each and, time and learning you, different lessons and learning new things about each other and evolving the relationship. Totally. Mm-hmm. And I think the more you do it, just like with any practice, you just kind of know a little bit better what to expect and you're okay with the little bumps you know like when we first were looking for an apartment together i would just basically be like oh like if we go see it and there's good juju and we can afford it great let's do it and gabe had a spreadsheet and like (laughs) had different like metrics on which he would, you know, give numbers and then like, oh, based on location and based on proximity to where our friends are and based on, you know, commute times or whatever. I don't even know what they were. <laughs> and I was like so stressed out Drove by that. each other crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like our first kind of communal decision that we had to make. But everyone after that is like a little bit easier. A- and I really mean a little bit. Oh, that's great. So I, you know, going right off of that, um, I'm so curious, you know, when you guys are working through these things, how, how did you guys communicate? You know, everyone talks about communication, communication, communication and relationships. And what does good communication look like for you two? And what does it actually look and feel like in practice? Uh, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is just the idea of just showing up in a really serious way over and over again. I think that we, um, we really have a shared dedication to showing up until we work through something. (laughs) And, um, I think the other part of that is just really intentional listening. I mean, I, this is an area where I've been able to learn a lot from Sarah. Sarah's one of the best listeners I've ever met. True. This amazing superpower (laughs) she has. Um, And so I think I've gotten to be a lot better through being with her and sort of watching and learning from how well she listens. And I think that we just, I don't know, we just, I think everything, every challenge in our relationship we're approaching. I mean, we have times we're really like driving each other crazy, but I think we always, there's always a container in which we both understand we're on the same team. And that, and that like, as long as that's the foundation, there's maybe like times where that's been like almost not true. And those have been like our biggest challenges where it hasn't felt maybe like there's been moments or days where it hasn't felt that way. And those are like the really, really huge challenges. But I think, um, I think for us that like the starting point for 
communication is like we are on the same team trying to figure this out, even though we're coming from really different places mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Yeah. And this is like a little bit of a surface level thing, but I think Gabe and I, what communication looks like for us, especially in moments of conflict, like we both are not screamers or yellers or cursers. We we both are really kind of like, um, like if we're having struggles, we'll be like, I'm really frustrated with you or um, that really hurt my feelings. Or those are kind of the phrases that I would say we use. And that really helps because it reminds both of us that we are on the same team and we can more easily um, tap into that place of like, oh, this person loves me. This mm. person is not out to get me. This person is not my adversary, which I think for me at least can happen if there's, you know, yelling or cussing or other sort of forms of like disrespect, which I've seen a lot of couples and, you know, no judgment, but like that stuff, I think kind of starts eating away at the foundational like trust that you need in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think we're both really mindful of that. And um, yeah, I mean, I think just as Gabe said, keep coming to the table. Like sometimes if we're just like starting to bicker about nothing, we'll sort of take a step back and be like, I don't care about like, how you're walking the dog. Something else is bothering me. I'm not sure what it is, but, and then we'll do this like exploration where we'll Mm. like run through what other things it could be. And we always get to something deeper. Yeah. It's never about the dog. Yeah. yeah. There's always something <laughs> else going on right. when you're like kind of bickering about something that doesn't seem worth bickering over. Yeah. So mm. I think like being down to be like emotional detectives in that sense and dig deeper and figure out what the actual root is is yeah. really important. To no, that's about. that's critical. And I, I think that two only two other quick things I add. One is I think we really um we, I think we both really try not to sweep shit under the rug and just like let stuff fester. I think mm-hmm. that I have a really strong personal belief that relationships, both like romantic relationships and all other types of relationships really grow through conflict and resolution. So, but they don't grow through like hiding from conflict mm-hmm. and pushing them away. So conflict mm-hmm. isn't fun. And we, I don't think we have a lot of conflict for the sake of conflict, but, um, I think really when, when each of us feels something that's just, off or is really bugging us like we might not be able to bring it up in that moment we might wait a week or two or you know it's not always we don't just always say whatever's on our mind at any given time but i think we both have a really shared commitment to not just sit with something frustrated on our own without bringing it up and forcing the other person to work through it with us um and the other thing i'll say was just like a small thing but a thing in which i again i i like disagree with this uh, sort of like mainstream cultural trope is sometimes we do go to bed angry and i don't like care i actually need to go to bed angry it's like i just don't understand why we should have to like stay up for another three hours like sometimes honestly like i just need like a i just need i'm just in a weird place and i just need to like go off in a room for an hour or just go to sleep and i wake up and i'm just over it for no reason other than i just needed like space for a second so i'm just i just want to take a moment on this podcast to disagree with that piece of advice. I, yeah i will echo that because gabe and i both like so i get into this mode that i call grumpy baby mode, <laughs> where i'm either like it's a fun mode yeah i'm either like tired hungry the combination of that 
and like emotional, you know, some one, some combination of those three things. And I just need to be in that place. And sometimes Gabe gets like that too. He doesn't call it grumpy baby, but you know, like just, just this place of like, somebody could say, you look so beautiful. And you'd be like, you know, like you just can't take anything in um, at that time. And I think we've both gotten really good at saying, Hey, I'm just in that place. I sort of like need to be in that place. Okay. Mm. And the other person will like, usually sit with the person who's going through that and be like, I'm really sorry. I know how that feels. And that's like tough, but not try to offer any like solution, not try to like get them to feel better because Mm -hmm. nothing's fucking going to work at that moment. You know, you just have to kind of witness it and let the other person know, like I'm here for you if slash when you want to talk about it. And I'm not going to try to like get you out of it. Yeah. We don't, we don't always just, try or need to solve each other's problems, which I think is mm. really, I think that's something we've learned over yeah. time. That's like an area of growth over the last, maybe like two or three years that I think has been a huge area of growth for us. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. All right. Well, we are running a little low on time, but I wanted to ask one last question. Um, and yeah, basically, you know, just looking back over the past year or so of you guys' marriage, um, what relationship advice would you go back and give to yourself, you know, a year, year and a half ago? Oh, that's hard. Do you want to go first? Uh, it, it is hard. Um, <laughs> I think, um, let's see. I mean, I think just everything we were just saying, I think the not solving, not always trying to solve each other's problems is a big mm-hmm. thing that we've um we've grown a lot on in the last year or so. And I think if I could have learned that lesson and started that growth earlier, that would have been um, even more valuable. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, Yes, I definitely agree with that. And then um, I guess I would say to share our story more. I think I used to be a little bit more protective of it and, um, didn't necessarily want to invite everybody into our kind of like sacred space, everyone, you know, outside of our like immediate circle of friends. Um, But I do want to share our story more or our individual and together story, because I think that um, we don't have a space in our society where people, um, Gabe and I were just talking about this today where people can talk about relationships like conflict within a partnership mm. and then the resolution. There's the trope of like, oh, the old ball and chain or you imagine like guys together in a room like uh, bitching about their girlfriends or their mm. wives or, you know, like – Or vice versa. That's yeah, also, or women yeah. like, yeah, talking smack about their their significant others, you know, and then leave it at that. But I feel like there isn't so much a public – um, example of like, hey, this is what happened in our relationship. This is how we resolved it in case like you were ever in that place. So you don't feel like you're alone. I've heard a lot of like parents, new parents talk about this, especially new moms where they're mm. like, everyone says like, you have all this wisdom inside you and you'll just know how to have a baby. And I don't feel like that. I feel lost, you know, and, and talking about how there's this need for a community. And I think that um, partnership also requires community, you know, Mm. and, and I think that's why we have, um, 
really place that a high value on having community be a big part of our relationship. Yeah. Awesome. Well said guys. And I think you're doing a great job of sharing your story by coming on this podcast. And doing <laughs> Where, what better place than the guys with feelings? I just can't imagine. So <laughs> but really, I, I want to thank you, Sarah, for joining us and, and to both of you guys for being vulnerable and, and talking about your relationship and, and not just, you know, the happy parts of it, but, but all of it. And, uh, it's something I really appreciate about you guys, both individually and as a couple. And I'm really stoked that, you know, we got to share that with some of our listeners today. So thanks to Aww. both of you guys. Thank oh, you, thanks, Jamin. Jamin. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to maybe like, you know, five years or 10 years if the podcast is still going, we'll do a little check in and see what you guys have learned in that time. That would be awesome. <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone just tune in five years from now and we'll be back with yeah. another update. Coming soon. <laughs> Big cliffhanger. By then we'll be like just able to like read each other's minds or something. I don't know. Yeah. You won't be listening to podcasts. In yeah. Yeah. Just plug directly into our consciousness. Anyways, awesome. Well, that's that'll do it for our deep dive into relationships. Uh, and before we close, let's tell the audience where they can keep up with us online. So, Sarah, where can people find you on the Internet? I am addicted to Instagram. My Instagram <laughs> handle is Sarah Rez Rose. That's S-A-R-A-R-E-Z-R-O-S-E. Mm -hmm. um, and if you want to check out some of the work I do, uh, you can follow The Jungalo. That's T-H-E-J-U-N-G-A-L-O awesome. on Instagram. Cool. Gabe, what about you? Uh, still on Twitter, at Gabe Rose. Um, and have a little bit of content on my website, GabeRose.com. How about you, Jamin? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Jamin underscore Yee and on my website at JaminYee.com. Uh, I just wrote a post recently about breaking the phone addiction and also um, about men, how it's time to make amends. And yeah, you can uh, find all episodes of Guys With Feelings at guyswithfeelings.co. Shoot us an email at guyswithfeelingsshow at gmail.com. Music for the podcast is by Broke For Free. And if you're feeling generous or not, you can leave us a review on the iTunes store. Um, yeah, so that'll do it. Until next time, we hope everyone out there is able to embrace the lows, celebrate the highs, and appreciate the messy journey in between. We'll see you guys later. See you next time. Bye.